We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? It is Luca here back with another video. Hope you're all doing well. It is Thursday, February 15th, as the Raptors will be off for eight days. They head into their all-star break, so no Raptors basketball for a while. It's going to be weird not sitting down and watch these games. I mean, what else am I going to do in my time now? But in this pod, I wanted to talk about Scotty Barnes responding in a big way. It was a fantastic finish to the first part of the season. I mean, highly entertaining game. Obviously, Pascal Siaka making his return to Toronto. Raptors falling short. Then we're going to talk about the Raptors heading into their All-Star break. They're going to be off for the next week. And then I'm going to give you some expectations for the rest of the season. So... We are going to dive right into it. Before we do just that, do me so everybody hit a like on the video. It helps it a ton. And also, please subscribe to the channel for more content over here on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Remember, you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast, either on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. The Raptors Nation podcast coming to you every single Thursday. And even though there's going to be no games for the next week, definitely going to have some fresh new content on this channel and over at raptorsnation.com where you can check out our daily articles covering the Toronto Raptors. So let's first start here and talk about Scotty Barnes responding in a big way. So all, all eyes were on Scotty. He was somebody who I was particularly looking at following what happened against the San Antonio Spurs. We know what happened. Scotty Barnes had one of his worst games of the season. And then to make matters worse, he left the bench with a couple seconds left while the game was still going on. It was speculated if the Raptors were going to discipline him, similar to how the team disciplined former Raptor Pascal Siakam when a similar incident happened in 2019-2020. But Darko basically chalked it up as a misunderstanding. Scotty admitted it wasn't a good look and both sides putting it to rest. So I did a video on that, talking about Scotty and talking about how he's got to be more mature in those situations. Obviously, we've seen it time and time where Scotty lets his emotions get the best of him. And instead of just forgetting about it and continuing with his game, he lets it affect him. You know, whether it's him arguing a call, not getting back on defense, or just his whole demeanor being off. We've seen 
the growing pains of Scotty Barnes adjusting to this new role and really just living life in the NBA as a top player. You know, things are not always going to go your way. So I said that I wanted to see how Scotty Barnes was going to respond from that. You know, he had the off night. He made the mistake of leaving the bench early. Which Scotty Barnes were we going to see in the first game out of that? Well, we got the Scotty Barnes that I loved to see in this spot. Scotty Barnes absolutely delivered right from the start. You can tell he was going to go out there and prove that he learned from his mistake and he was going to carry himself in a much better way. And that he did. 29 points, had 12 rebounds, 8 assists. He turned it on in the fourth quarter. Scotty, you know, consoling RJ Barrett after he missed the potential game time shot. So showing his true leadership skills there of getting behind his teammate and saying, you know, it's okay. It's okay. So I really liked what I saw from Scotty. This was an excellent response from him. And you guys got to remember with Scotty, right? He's only 22 years old. This is a very different situation. He finds himself in now than the first two seasons of his career. So much has so much change has gone on. I mean, the entire Raptors roster has just been completely overhauled. Half the players that Scotty played with aren't here anymore. Just a completely different situation and circumstances from a season ago. So a lot has happened. And you know, you got to cut Scotty a little bit of slack. Obviously, a young player going through a breakout season. He's heading to the All-Star game going through changes where he saw a couple of his close friends get traded. OG, he was tight with Siakam. It's going to affect him in a certain way. And he's not going to be able to handle himself the way you want him to correctly every single time. But what is important is Scotty Barnes hanging in there, showing his positive demeanor and showing that he can be this team's backbone. He can be the guy that this team relies on. And I thought in that Pacers game, which was highly entertaining back and forth when the Pacers made their run, when that offense was going, I thought Scotty Barnes did a great job of responding. Obviously he had, he would have liked to have a possession back late with a minute left, but you know, he stepped up, hit a big shot, got a big block. He was aggressive in the fourth quarter. Didn't shy away like he did when Wemby was dominating the Raptors in the game prior. So this was what you wanted to see from Scotty Barnes, who definitely looked like an all-star in this situation, in this spot. And although the Raptors didn't get the win, all you can ask for is this team looking competent and this team putting together hard-fought performances in a rebuild. Because whatever we saw in the last two games, rebuild or not, that's unacceptable. Where the team just simply rolls over, especially in that game against the Spurs, getting destroyed by a then 10-win Spurs team. You don't want to see that. We know the Raptors are going to lose games here down the stretch, but you want to see them put forth similar performances to the one they put against the Pacers, where that team was engaged throughout, had a chance there to win at the end, and they got meaningful reps in crunch time. So, Scotty, I really liked how he responded. I really liked how he carried himself following that situation against the San Antonio Spurs. And hopefully, you know, the youngster can continue to grow. Can- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Continue to show that he's ready to be the guy on this team. And, you know, I found that it was very interesting that, you know, Pascal Siakam actually said that he spoke to Scotty Barnes about being the face of the franchise moving forward. And this is uh, per TSN's Josh Lewenberg. And I quote, as a young man, it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. You just got to be able to take those waves. And as he learns from it, He's going to grow. As long as his head is in the right place, he's going to be fine. So that is what Siakam said about Scotty being the now face of the Raptors franchise. And then Barnes, obviously, is the number one option now. And Siakam just talked about Barnes doing the right things, and eventually things are going to start to turn around. Because obviously for Scotty, you know, it's frustrating for him that he's putting forth his best effort, but the results aren't there. The Raptors are obviously aren't winning right now. And this was Siakam said, just got to be ready. Just know that it's coming. So brace yourself, keep the main thing, the main thing, and just keep moving forward. If you do the right things, things will turn around. I think he's in a good place. He's going to be all right. So really nice quotes from the former Raptor, Pascal Siakam. Obviously it was a very special night for him getting the ovation that he did from the Raptors faithful, going up against his old team, getting the dagger against his old team, and then sharing a nice moment there at the end, hugging Scotty Barnes and obviously offering some words of advice for Scotty. And that's important to know for Scotty. Just keep going out there, playing at your highest level, and eventually this tide is going to turn. And, you know, these disappointing losses are going to turn into wins. And I know for Scotty, he desperately, desperately wants to win now. You can tell he's a competitor. Scotty, I thought he handled himself in a much better way against the Indiana Pacers, which is great to see. All right, next we're going to talk about the Raptors officially heading into their all-star break. So like I said, the Raptors are going to be off for the next eight days. They will be back in action next Thursday when they take on the Brooklyn Nets. So the Raptors, obviously, you know, it has been a wild, wild season for them. A lot of changes, a lot of new faces. And I think this rest and this long break is going to do them well. You know, obviously trying to get acclimated with the new guys coming in. Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett, only a month and a half into their tenures with the Toronto Raptors. Raptors making some more trades at the deadline, bringing in some other new faces and Olenek, Abaji. So this is a team that's seen tremendous turnover over the last little bit. Team completely looks different than when they first started the season. So, you know, during this all-star break, the Raptors can just take some time for themselves and just regroup here. And obviously this team isn't necessarily looking to make a playoff run, but I think it's going to be important for the new guys, obviously to get um, familiar with the new Raptor system. Obviously, you know, a guy like Scotty, he's going to be going to the all-star game, which is going to be great for him. 
And I think that's going to be an opportunity for Scotty to kind of just be in an environment where he can chill out, ease a bit, and he's going to be around guys who he essentially wants to become. And I think Scotty being in that environment is going to be so huge for his future development and his continued development because he's obviously the Raptors' best player. And, you know, him being at that all-star game where he's going to be around some of the biggest names in the league, superstar type players. I think it's just going to rub off Scotty in such a good way. And he can really learn from those guys and see how they conduct themselves and take some parts from those guys and apply it to his game and just how uh, he can conduct himself on and off the court. So I think it's going to be great for the Raptors overall, just, you know, for the current team to get that break, to regroup for the final stretch here, and for Scotty to have a little bit of fun and really just represent the Raptors in a great way at the All-Star game. And again, it's great to see Scotty at the All-Star game. Definitely deserves it. You know, somebody tells you doesn't, I beg to differ big time because Scotty, you know, he put up the numbers. Obviously, the results were in there in terms of the wins, but his numbers have been there. And especially in his last couple of outings, you know, the one that he had against Cleveland and then this one he had against Indiana, Scotty Barnes, you know, he deserves to be in that all-star game. And it's going to be great to see him playing in that game. So Scotty gears up for the all-star game. It's going to be fun to see. And the Raptors will be back in action on Thursday as this season is slowly winding down. It's crazy how the season's kind of just gone by as quickly as it has. But yeah, next Thursday, the Raptors will be in action against the Brooklyn Nets. Then they will have the Hawks in a back-to-back on Friday. Then they will have Pascal Siakam again, but that will be on February 26th in Indiana. So the Raptors going to see Siakam coming out of that break. By the way, Siakam did not make the All-Star game as uh, Indiana's lone representative for the All-Star game, which, by the way, the game is in Indiana, will be Tyrese Halliburton. So let's talk about the expectations for the rest of the season. Obviously, you look at the Toronto Raptors. They're not where a lot of people expected them to be at the start of the season. Definitely did not expect the Raptors at this point to be 19-36 and and basically a team that is in all likelihood not going to be a part of the playing equation, let alone the playoff equation. Because you look at the Raptors right now, they are 19-36. and They've lost three in a row. And they are five full games back of the Atlanta Hawks. And I think it's safe to say that the rest of the season isn't going to be about winning. It's not going to be about trying to make a play-in push. And Darko basically confirmed it, you know, in, in some of the things he said before about it's not about wins and losses. It's about player development. It's about playing the young guys. And we've seen it. You know, Grady Dick is slowly starting to get more minutes, which is great to see. Obviously, Barrett is now back from his injury. Emmanuel Quickly, Scotty Barnes doing his thing. You know, Abaji, the youngster that came over in the deal at the trade deadline, is going to get more minutes. So the Raptors are committing to a youth movement. They're committing to playing the younger guys. And I think, you know, for the rest of the season, that's going to be the same theme where this team's going to go out. Hopefully, you know, they don't get blown out of the water where it's unwatchable basketball like it was against the Spurs. But I'm okay if the rest of the season resembles what we saw against the Pacers, where you have a young group prioritizing their young players, showing you a lot of good things. You know, guys like Scotty and RJ, who are obviously the future of this team quickly. Grady Dick's emergence has been great. 
And even if they don't win, they show you good things and they fight hard. And they're in games and they're, you know, they're playing with effort and energy and they don't look like a team that's given up. I would be great with that, you know, but if the Raptors for the next little bit are going to resemble the team that we saw against the Spurs, then that, that is when it becomes problematic. And, you know, that's when it goes beyond being in a rebuild and not being competitive and just, you know, questioning the characters of this team, because at the end of the day, this team, even if they go on to lose a whole bunch more games, you want to see them put forth their best effort. And if it results in a win, great. If it doesn't, at least they showed you some things that they can build on moving forward. So yeah, put it simply here. Don't expect the Raptors to make a run for the play-in. Certainly don't expect them to make a run for the playoffs, but expect hopefully what we saw in Indiana to carry over and that young team continuing to grow with confidence and gain experience with playing with each other. And, you know, hopefully this team can build a bit of positive momentum to close out this season and have something to hang their hat on going into the next season. So that is basically what I'm expecting in terms of the compete level and the play of the Toronto Raptors. But it will be interesting because you look at the Raptors right now, guys. There's obviously a lot of talk about what is going to happen with this team's draft pick. So the Raptors right now have two picks in the draft. They got the Indiana Pacers pick, which is probably going to be, you know, number 17 projected to be that. They got the Knicks pick via Detroit, which is going to be number 31. But it's all about, it, are the Raptors going to keep their pick? You know, is this team going to be able to hold on to their 2024 first round pick, which is top six protected and owed to the San Antonio Spurs? Because Memphis, who they're in action tonight, I don't know if they're going to beat the Bucks, but with the way the Bucks have been playing lately, I wouldn't rule it out. They won the other day, and the Raptors lost. So when you look at the overall standings at the bottom of the standings, the Raptors right now are tied with the Memphis Grizzlies with the sixth worst record in the NBA. So if the Raptors fall within the top six, they keep their pick, and then that pick is then owed to the Spurs in 2024. It rolls over. And then just for those of you who are wondering, the Raptors are once again a bottom six team next season, then that pick rolls over to 2026. So. The Raptors, it would take a lot of luck, but in theory, if this team's going to be bad for the next little bit, could try to keep their next two picks if they are one of the six worst teams. But we're not going to look ahead. Let's look just for this season for now. Raptors tied with the Grizzlies, sixth worst record. And then you look at the fifth worst record, Blazers, three full games up on the Raptors, but still like not entirely out of reach for the Raptors to catch them. And then if you really want a long shot, the Charlotte Hornets are five and a half games up on the Raptors. But the silver lining there is all of a sudden the Hornets are winning games. The Hornets have won three in a row since making the trade for Grant Williams. So maybe this team goes on a heater and somehow, you know, starts to rack up these wins. So if the Raptors continue the type of play they've been showing us and continue the type of pace where they'll have a win, but then they'll follow it up with three, four, five losses. You know, it's not crazy to think that they can find their way into the worst five, into the worst six. And if you are the Raptors, you do want to get into that bottom five because you have more than a 50% chance at that point to keep your pick. Um, if the Raptors are six, I think it's something like 38%. So the Raptors are tanking and, and want to tank to keep their pick, which, by the way, Bobby Webster's Flato said that's not 
what this team is looking to do. And obviously he's not going to come on and fully admit that. But if the Raptors have the sixth worst record, there's a good chance they get shafted on draft night. But if they have the fifth worst record, there's a good chance they keep that pick. It's better than 50%. So the Grizzlies, Blazers, Raptors, it's going to be interesting to see if those teams interchange spots. But, you know, the Grizzlies aren't looking to win. So I don't know if the Raptors can necessarily outpank them. And then the Blazers have been very, very inconsistent. They have lost five in a row. I don't know if the Raptors are going to be able to outtank them. So it's going to be tough. Raptors obviously in a weird position where they're there, but they're still not as bad as some of the teams below them. And I know there's a lot of people that are just saying, let's get it over with. Let the Raptors, you know, finish with the seventh worst record and let their pick convey this year to the Spurs. So then at least their pick's not tied up to the Spurs for 2025 and beyond. Let it pay up now. I know it's going to suck that, you know, the Raptors, after all this losing, isn't going to happen aren't going to have a pick to show for, but sooner or later, they're going to have to pay up the Spurs. So a lot of people saying, just get it over and done with now. So I actually want to hear what you guys have to say. Would you rather the Raptors keep their 2024 first round pick or let it convey this year where San Antonio gets it and then the Raptors can move on without owing San Antonio their first round pick for the 2025 draft and so forth. Where I stand on this is I think the Raptors should try to keep their 2024 first round pick. And I know people are saying, Oh, if you, you know, it's a weak draft. And if the Raptors keep their pick for this year, then they owe the Spurs their 2025 pick. Well, from what we've seen from the Raptors, it's not hard to see the Raptors, you know, not only being a bottom six team this season, but also for next season, guys, because you look at some of the teams below them, they're going to be better next season. I, I think Memphis is just in a down year. They're going to be back. I think the Spurs are going to be much better next season. So there is a world where the Raptors not only could finish in the bottom six this season, but also in the bottom six, bottom five next season. And they could keep their pick as well in that way more coveted 2025 NBA draft. And then if that happens, then they owe their 2026 first round pick, which again is top six protected to the Spurs. And then if the Raptors somehow bottom out again in that season, then the Raptors would owe two second round picks to the Spurs. So there are ways out of this. There is a world where the Raptors can just be very bad for the next little bit and keep their picks. But I know a lot of people want to see the Raptors back on their feet and back in a place where they are playing meaningful basketball. So again, it's just one of those subjective things. Part of the fan base want the Raptors to try to keep their 2024 first round pick. The other side just want the Raptors to get over with this and just give the pick this season to the Spurs and then don't owe San Antonio nothing moving forward after this. So yeah, a lot to dissect, a lot to look out for in the final part of the season. But guys, let me know your, your thoughts. What do you want to see the Raptors do? Do you want to see them, you know, play competitively? Or are you down for this team just straight up tanking to try to keep their 2024 first round pick? Let me know your thoughts. Hit a like on the video, guys. Subscribe to the channel if you weren't you. Once again, thank you for tuning into the Raptors Nation podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. That is it for me. This is Lucas signing off. Thanks so much for watching. Until next time. Stay safe.